0: hello everyone or welcome to adoption adventures hoping that you're all doing really well um, i'm hoping that i'm ahead of time uh, in as much as i'm currently recording this as i'm driving on a sunday to uh, to take a little lady out for a walk i'm hoping that i am efficient enough that this gets released on the on Monday, which means that if you're listening, I'm hoping that I've done that, and I'm hoping that you've had a really good day. Um, continuing with our listener questions, we have had um, a subject given to us by uh, the profile of Ooh Davy Davy, and I must confess, Davy Davy, every single time that I see your profile name name come up on um, our Instagram. I have to sing the song of, ooh, Davey Davey I don't know if that's the same or if that was your intention. Uh, I'm hoping it was uh, because, you know, bravo. (laughs) Um, So your question um, was around the early days, how to deal with some of the stress, the difficult behaviors, um some of those challenges that you might see um and how to sort of self-care as well. Um now what I would say is that there's obviously there's a, been a couple of episodes where I've talked about various bits. Um the the most sort of prominent one would be um the episode called the 10 hour day. Um I didn't record that um and I, I don't refer back to it just to sort of dramatize the moment. Instead, it's to normalise a moment. Um it's to normalise that during early days of placements, and well I'll start with that. During the early days of placements, things can be difficult. Um you're all getting to know one another, you're you're learning what it's like to be a parent. Um this This young person or young people they are learning what you are like, they're trying to learn what the new rules are it's so, so, so much to be sort of taken in Um, and that's that's a big old challenge so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit all over the place and that's alright I think you know I'm confident that over the course of this episode, I'm just going to continue to say it's all right and that's okay. Um, don't panic, basically. Um, I also did an episode on post-placement blues as well. Um, it's it's still not necessarily um, widely recognised, but it is, it is a thing. Um, so do some research into that. Um, just so as you can keep, keep an eye out for... For yourself uh, and for others, but just keep that in your mind that that is something that that happens. Um, all of that being said, sounds like you know doom, gloom, and a lot. The truth be told, it's a wonderful experience. It's absolutely amazing. You're, you this, this is just the start of the journey of, of becoming parents and. That's absolutely fantastic. Yes, there are scary times. Yes, there are things that go wrong. Of course there are. But if you speak to any parent, they'll say the same thing. I uh, I just finished listening to Michael McIntyre's book or second book. Uh, I have just turned up at our, our walk space. So that is why Shadow is very excited. I'm not I'm not punishing her right now. <laughs> I know we are. Yes, yes we are. Um, I yeah. So I just finished reading that book. She's literally shaking with excitement. But um, and in this book, um, Michael McIntyre talks about when he took his uh, when went into hospital for their first child um, to be born, and then coming out of the hospital and going to the car and trying to fix the car seat into the car. And he talks about how they were just so unprepared um, and then didn't have a clue on what to do, how to do it or anything like that. And he talks about the, the disaster that, that then followed. Um, you know, that's kind of what, what I'd like to be the takeaway here of, Adoption is, I suppose it's almost an irrelevant factor, um, there are obviously irrelevant factors within it, but the fact remains that you are becoming a parent, you're becoming a parent overnight and then all of a sudden it's your responsibility to keep another human being alive um, and to then engage them and entertain them. And hey, do you know what? You might have had experience with children. You might even be a teacher and you've had loads of experience with children. It's not the same. It's just not the same as when that child is yours. Um, and because it's non-stop, it's 24 seven. And that's a big deal. So when it looks and feels a bit scary, that's all right. Um, That is so, so normal. Now, like I say, of course it's exciting. And I, I, I cannot stress enough how important it is to recognize how much fun you're going to have with that experience because, if, if I spent this entire episode just talking about how you were gonna face challenges and difficulties and things like that, that actually, it's not a fair and realistic picture. In the same breath, if I spent the entire episode talking about all of the wonderful, exciting things, that wouldn't be a fair picture either. Um, I would say, from, from our early days, what what i recognize now is we made countless mistakes countless errors um and about the most trivial things you know and and, and you stress about one thing and you really don't need to and you don't stress about another thing when you really ought to um but that's again that is life and that is parenting you're, you're learning as you go um, we always talk about the fact that by adopting little dude, we were we were going from zero to a seven-year-old who had a history of trauma and had some challenging behaviours, and we were doing that overnight. We expected and wanted to be amazing and fantastic and perfect and to be the ones that that nailed it. Um, that's not actually realistic, you know. I I went to the training. I heard all of what they were saying. I was like, yeah, do you know what? That's fine, but uh, I don't think that's going to be our story. I think our story is going to be so much better, and we're going to be so much better at this. And you know, we're really good at this, this, and this. Actually. I think I've said this many times before and I I will just continue to stress it. When it goes wrong that's actually when you learn the most because that's your opportunity to see, hey, this works, this doesn't. And it really helps our children to see that perfection doesn't exist because they must be putting themselves through all kinds of mayhem to try and make themselves be the perfect child. out hey there. And I, I believe that our children must go through so much emotional turmoil without even being able to put words to it when they move into this brand new home new smells, new sounds, new house sounds. You know, like you might have a really creaky house and they're not used to that. That's gotta be weird. You speak in different tones. In those early days you're worried on eggshells because you want everything to be perfect. And all of those things must be sensory overload for our kids because whether it's a conscious or a subconscious thing, they want us to like them and they want to do it well. It's not just us trying to be really good parents. They're trying really hard to be the really best kids because again, whether they know it or not, they feel that pressure to perform. They feel that pressure to be great and for us to keep them. And that's got to be enormous, you know, and I think if we can show our children that perfection doesn't exist and that it's absolutely fine to fall, it's absolutely more than acceptable to to fall short of perfection and to not do it right. And to own it and go, hey, do you know what? Probably didn't get that right. Let's try again. We we tried really hard to to talk to little dude and just express to him, hey, we're we're new at this and we are learning. And you have to find a, a, a careful balance because we wanted little dude to feel like he could trust us. We wanted to him to feel like you know he was safe and secure. But we also wanted to let him know that we we, we didn't really know all that we were doing. Shh. We were, we were just doing our best. Um, and that when we got things wrong, our aim would be to try and make it right. And we'd try and put, put that effort in. Um, And I think he appreciated that, I think he appreciated that honestly. I think, again, we had to find that balance because I think it may have been a little bit scary to hear that these two people that are supposed to be caring for him don't actually know what they're doing. must have been a little bit of an intimidating thing to hear. Intimidating. No, scary, (laughs) petrifying thing to hear. Um but I think it would have helped him as well because I think it would have helped him to realise that he he could relax a little bit and that he could he could kind of use the same sort of language as us and say, Do you know what? I'm learning you guys too. Um so yeah. In those early days, you're going to get things wrong. You're going to mess things up. You're going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, react the wrong way. I met um, some adopters once. May I've talked about this before? Um, And she she admitted that in the early days, she fell into the trap of um, saying, "Oh, what was it? It You saying no too quickly?" I think it was. I can't remember what song she turned it into. Um, But she used to, she recognised that in the early days, she would say no, as soon as a request was made, she'd say no, just as a sort of um, a knee-jerk reaction. And she realised that, I've just remembered the song, she realised that um, that was actually causing so many difficulties. But what she was trying to do, was be a really great parent and try and sort of not not spoil her child. But by doing the no, she was like, ah, actually I've just caused all kinds of trouble. And I might have said yes. Uh, guys, I obviously apologize for the little lady and her barking. She wants me to throw things and I'm not doing it. Uh, but this adopted, she was saying, hey, I I I wanted I wanted uh I daughter to understand she couldn't get everything she wanted and that you have to earn things and all again, all of the right things. But her initial early days um mistake was that she would just instinctively say no. <laughs> so what she did is she then learned to turn turn that into a song. She would catch herself um saying no and she would realise that this could actually cause a problem so when her daughter would ask her something as she was about to say no she if she caught herself in time she would stop and then start singing knowing me, knowing you um, and then she would stop and go right, it's a really good question I'm just going to give it some thought and she pushed that back And she pushed it back in a way whereby she was just buying herself a bit of time before she had to answer the question. Because our kids are geniuses, absolute geniuses. They will ask you for something at the most inappropriate time. They wait until your guard is down before they ask. And little dude did this all the time. He would ask, oh, can I have a sweet? No, can I have a sweet? No, can I have a sweet? sweet? then I I, I I take a phone call, and as i 'm on the pho- phone phone,' like, um, "Can I have a sweet?" Well, he knows that my attention is not squarely on him and what 's going on, and i haven 't got time to argue, discuss, debate, or challenge this behavior so there's a good chance i 'm more likely to say yes. Our kids are geniuses they, <laughs> they work out when when you're at your weakest to ask these questions and then they'll throw it on you um driving is another one um they're really really good at either telling you something really big or asking for something that you'd normally say no to when you're driving um because they're again Fully aware that your concentration is not, not on them. Um, so your guard might be a bit down. Um, in those early days, whilst you're learning and whilst you're getting things wrong and you're thinking that you're dreadful at it, and you're feeling really guilty because of something you said or did and you didn't do and. Blah, 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 the the constant reminder that I must, 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 must stress is when you're feeling like that, you're not alone. I guarantee you every single adopter, every single one has gone through that in one way or another. They've had the moment of thinking and gone, oh, if only I did this better on, oh, why didn't I say that then? And Oh, I know somebody else and and they they handled that situation so much better than I did. Do you know what? They're saying that about you. That they, they've looked at something that you've said or done and gone, wow, that was brilliant. I wish I could do that. Then you might not hear that. In fact, in your early days, the likelihood is you won't hear it. In the early days, we all make that fatal error of <laughs> listening to social workers and going, yep, you're right, no. have to send everyone away and uh, the child or children they need to attach to us first so we're going to do this alone that's not actually the key um the 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 key is not to go through it alone but we'll make that mistake to start with and whilst we're going through that we're going oh I'm rubbish at this, and everyone thinks I'm rubbish at this, and you're not interacting with nearly enough people, therefore you're not being told what you are doing right. And the people that you do interact with, oh, those people, I'd love to say they're all on your side, sadly, they're not. These are the people that have climbed out the woodwork to let you know that you're messing something up, or you should be doing this, and oh, haven't you thought about doing that? oh, yeah, well, when when I was a parent, we did this. You're going to have a lot of people in your life. And it feels like, you know, I'm I'm 10 years in. It feels like at the start, they're everywhere. And then as time progresses, they kind of just sort of fade away into the background. And you don't hear from them as much anymore. Truth be told, in those early days, you are feeling so guilty and so rubbish and so drained that you're assuming that you're going to be doing a dreadful job. As a result, you are hearing more people confirm that feeling. You are seeing it, you are believing it for yourself and you don't have enough experience to know what is good and what is bad. So you assume the worst. Sadly, it's a it's a natural human reaction. You assume assume the worst of yourself, um, and then people see it and say it, and that hurts. It's horrible. It's absolutely vile when you hear it. Um, you can have someone who is so so close to you, someone whose counsel you trust, tell you that you're doing something wrong. That's horrible, you know, I can't sugarcoat that that, that sucks, um, but what I would say is, as time progresses, as time goes on, um you get to the point where you're like so like i say i'm I'm ten years in, and those people don't that they don't find me anymore. The reason they don't find me is because I'm a hell of a lot more confident about what I'm doing. And I've got 10 years under my belt, I had five years under my belt, three years, it didn't matter. But I started to do things and see things and go, hey, do you know what, I'm actually doing a really, really, really good job. I'm seeing results and it's great. Um. And you, your your confidence grows. Sorry, Shadow is running away from another dog. There she goes. And you'll find that actually those people stop, stop being a part of your world. I, I know, and I've spoken about this in a previous episode, we found people in their support network that actually weren't supportive. So... They left the network and then over time, we surrounded ourselves with amazing people and we surrounded ourselves with people that were actually going to support us or compliment us um, and, and be there for us and be there for little dudes. And through doing that, we had people that made us better, parents. But that takes time. And in those early days you're not going to be ready to do that so you're you're still going to be working out who your real support network is and that's fine it takes that time and there's no there's no pressure there don't beat yourself up because that comes with time and i think that's the uh, uh, another real big key message here time Allow yourself some time allow allow our children some time to just get settled um, and just sort of work out what on earth's going on because everyone's identity is changing our children's identity changes your identity changes your name changes um, if you're the primary carer you you stop having a name, you just become oh you are that child's mum or dad you know for so long my name became little dude's dad that was it well that's a massive change and you know you and yourself pre-placement you go out to a restaurant you could um you could go out to the gym You could turn on the TV and you could watch whatever you liked. You didn't have to censor anything that was on that television. You could go to bed whenever you wanted. You could make as much noise as you wanted. Now, a child moved in with you. You're watching different things on TV. You're cooking different meals. You're having to think of somebody else a hundred percent of the time before thinking of you and that's quite a shock to the system it's not to say that you're six months ago you were a selfish individual you just didn't have to think of others in the same way so like i say it's just a massive massive shock and for some unknown reason I don't know what book it's in, it's there (laughs) for some unknown reason. We kind of feel like it's our duty to be absolutely perfect and for this all to settle in and, and for us to just be relaxed and settled instantly. And if we aren't, something's gone wrong or we're doing something wrong. It's just not viable, it's not realistic. Um, And relationships take time as well, because again, these are perfect strangers and you are perfect strangers. So you're not going to know each other, you're not going to know each other's language, your nuances, the behaviours, none of those things. Think about any relationship you've ever been in, friendship or romantic. You might have looked at someone. Hey, yeah, do you know what we we'll get on? You might look and go, yeah, we we fit together. But you didn't meet someone, and then on the exact same day, go, wow, this person is now my ultimate best friend for life, um, and we are we gel together so well that everything is perfect. It's just not real. The only time that ever happens is when you're a kid, which gives us hope. Because whilst we're stressing and we're worrying, our kids are so much better at it. They think a lot less about all of this sort of stuff, and they just get on with it. Obviously, like I said at the start, they've got lots going on in their heads too. And that comes out in varieties of behaviours and all kinds of challenging behaviours. But, given how you're feeling, given how you're sort of dealing with the huge change in your world, just spare a moment to, to think about how they must be feeling exactly the same. The problem is they just can't, they've not got words for it. They can't actually put that into something, so just bear with them, I guess. Um, and I think as well, bear with yourselves. Give your give yourselves an opportunity to, like, have some of that time. If you are someone that goes to the gym, or goes out running or, I I, I know I talked about this, I'm someone who loves movies, Um, loves going to the cinema and I hated the fact that I had to stop seeing good films and just see mediocre kids movies. I mean some of them are great, but a lot of them ain't, (laughs) and you have to go to the cinema with lots and lots and lots of children who make, who have zero, zero cinema etiquette. So something that was actually really important to me, and I know it sounds a bit silly, but that was a really important thing in my world, and it gone. I found that upsetting. And I didn't like it. So I had to cut some time out for myself had to cut some time out, so I could still have that part of my life. I still now, little dude is is in first year of college, I still now will, if I've got time, I will walk down to meet him from the station, or I go for a run and meet him from the station, and we'll walk home together. There are still times now, when I will, my text and say Actually, today I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to actually sit in. And I'm going to have a cup of coffee because I've not had one today, and I want to sit with my feet up. I need to take some me time. That's all okay as well. Now it feels like in those early days you're not supposed to say that because you've worked so hard and you've waited so long for for this to all happen. So surely you're supposed to. Want to surround yourself with these children twenty four seven and no. just lap up life as a family? Sure, yeah, you are supposed to be enjoying it. Of course you are, but doesn't mean that you have to engage it twenty four seven. You don't have to engage family brain from morning, noon, and night. You can have some time for you you can have some time when you're the focus when our children are struggling and their behaviors are struggling there's a whole lot of emotions going on lots to deal with loss grieving sadness as i say go back to the episode uh, called the 10 hour day that goes into a lot more about that but just give yourself a bit of a breather. Um, give yourself some some time, and uh, understand that it's all right. It's not going to be perfect instantly. You can't expect it to be, all right? Um, try to just have fun. To enjoy yourself, that's the priority, you're learning to be a family but all of you are learning, so none of you are very good at it yet but you couldn't be expected to be. I'll use an analogy and I'm pretty sure I've used this before so if I have, apologies. Think of the first day that you start a new career of your career may, may be. Um, and think about when you first went into that field of work. On your first day, someone said to you, Right, these are your list of duties. And the list went on and on and on and on. And they said, Hey, stay one. You apply for the job, you got the job, off you go, can't do it. You're not going to be able to. It's just not possible. You need training, support, guidance, and an opportunity to make mistakes. Then, as the years go on, you get better and better and better at those jobs. Carrington's no different. We just assume there's got to be. Give yourself a break. Go and take some time. If you're expecting perfection, expect to be disappointed. As I say, I'm 10 years down the line and we still make mistakes. I still get it wrong and I'm still learning. I guess the idea is you never stop. And that for me, That's the, uh, that's the challenge, right? Just give yourself a break and just keep learning. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy your adoption adventure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right. Thank you for listening. I will be catching up with you next week.